Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. Today's episode is going to be no different. Today, we're going to talk about the worst states you can retire and the best states you can retire to. What's interesting about the best states is they're kind of debatable depending on what factors you're considering. But the worst states, the worst states stick out like a sore thumb. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. But before we do, I wanted to mention our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Check out our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You can listen to previous episodes. You can send me all your questions. At the bottom of the website, it'll say, Ask Greg a Question. Feel free to submit it there, and I'll get back with you and give you my advice or my perspective on the topic at hand. And also, check out our free resources section of the website. You will find our 2021 tax planning guide, which is free right there. Our retirement budgeting tool, again, another free tool, and my retirement secret sauce, all available right there on the website. So check it out. And if you have questions, don't be bashful, don't be shy. Send me your question. I would be happy to help. I had someone reach out to me this past week, and they started out by saying, well, I got to admit, I don't have a whole lot of money save for retirement. I know I should have a lot more. And I cannot tell you how many times I have heard that because a lot of money or the idea of being rich or wealthy, that's completely subjective. What's a lot of money to some person, maybe a very little amount to another person like Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. I've even had a person with a million and a half saved for retirement say that they just had a little amount of money save for retirement. So it's so subjective. But what I will say is whatever resources that you do have, they didn't get there by accident. They got there by saving and probably investing over the years and doing without. And just think, if you woke up this morning and you lost everything that you had the day before, you woke up today with nothing, but tomorrow you got it all back, Wouldn't tomorrow be the best day of your life? When you put it like that, yes, tomorrow would be the best day of your life. And we're blessed to have what we do have. So we have to make the best of what we have in our situation. So no matter how much you have saved for retirement, it makes you important. And the decisions you make with what you have, very crucial to your future success. So we have to make the most of what we have and do the wise thing, the prudent thing to make sure we're setting ourselves up for success. So if you have questions I can help with, check out the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Let's jump right in to today's episode, the worst states to retire to and the best states to retire to. So if you Check out online and you Google the best states or the worst states. There's a lot of studies that have been done. Kiplinger's has done multiple studies. Bankrate.com did another study. AARP did a best states to retire, as well as retirementliving.com has a popular best states to retire. And when you're putting together these studies, 
or these lists, rather, it's kind of subjective when you say that one state is better than another state as far as its favorability for retirees. But let's first talk about some of the factors that they considered as far as a great state to retire to or a worse state or a terrible state to retire to. So one of them is, of course, taxes. So does the state have no state income tax? Does the state have low income tax? What about sales tax and property tax? Maybe it has favorable property taxes for those folks that are 65 and older. Kiplinger's study actually looked at the percentage of the population in the state that had residents 65 and older. So the Kiplinger study actually showed that 14.5% of the U.S. population is 65 and older. So it wanted to look at that state and say, is it does it have a higher than the national average or lower than the national average of residents 65 or older? That tells you a lot right there. Look at Florida, for example, 19.1% of its state population is 65 or older. Some other factors that these studies include or they take into account are, of course, the cost of living, the cost of living for someone 65 and older, the access and quality of healthcare that's available in each state, and also the cost of that healthcare. We, of course, mentioned taxes, so all the different types of taxes, income, property taxes, sales taxes, all that kind of stuff. Also think of weather. What's the weather like in each state? Some of these studies looked at poverty rates. They also looked at crime rates. Is there a lot of crime in the state? If I want to retire somewhere, I want to be somewhere where it's safe. So let's first talk about places that are the worst place to retire to. Number one, places that are not safe have a high crime rate, have high taxes, be it state income taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, places that have high poverty rates, states that have terrible healthcare systems, and maybe the cost of healthcare is very high on a national average basis, states that have a high cost of living, a very high cost of living, maybe high gasoline costs and very high minimum wage, which is, of course, a correlate of high cost of living. And lastly, the worst states to retire to may have bad weather, either really cold winters or summers where it's just so, so hot, you just dread going outside. So the worst states to retire to, and this is based on a lot of these studies by MoneyWise, Kiplinger's, AARP, uh, retirementliving.com, it seems the consensus is three or four states kind of stick out to us. New Mexico is a terrible state to retire to. New York is a terrible state to retire to. Illinois is another horrible state to retire to. And California. So let's talk about some of these. New Mexico, I didn't know a whole lot about, but the elevation there is very, very high. Some people have a hard time getting acclimated to that. Their access to healthcare, number one, it's very, very expensive. And number two, it's, it's somewhat limited. Also, high poverty rates in New Mexico, higher crime rates than the national average. Cost of living is somewhat high there. They tax everything under the sun, including pension benefits, social security benefits, everything you can think of. Pension benefits. Cost of living seems to be higher there than you would think. 
And the sales tax there is higher than the national average. And think about the weather. During the summer, they have really dry heat in New Mexico, but man, is it hot. Very, very hot. Illinois is no surprise. The population of Illinois has been steadily declining, as well as California. And the reason being is because taxes are out of control. Illinois has some of the highest property taxes in the entire country. There was a Wallet Hub study that was recently done, and Illinois residents pay 40% more in state and local taxes than the national average. Crime in Illinois is also very high. I don't know how much Chicago kind of swayed those results of the study, but crime is high in Illinois as well as New York and California as compared to all the other states, right? Cost of living in Illinois, also very high. The cost of healthcare in Illinois, New York, California is all high across the board. California has some of the highest state income tax rates in the country, and New York is not far behind. And here's another fun fact about Illinois and New York. They both have estate taxes at the state level. Very few states have estate taxes anymore. Illinois and New York are two of them. Now, both states do have an exemption, so not every estate in Illinois or New York would be subject to estate taxes, but those that fall above the threshold of the exemption. They used to call that the death tax, and so many people thought, oh, you know, that's not politically correct. Let's call it the estate tax. That's a better way of saying it. I'm actually very surprised that California does not have an estate tax. And also, when you're thinking about Illinois and New York, they have very, very cold winters. They don't call it the Windy City for nothing. If you've been in Chicago during winter, it gets cold with that wind coming off of Lake Michigan. And New York, same thing. Very, very cold winters. California, not so much. But as we said, all three states have very, very high cost of living, way above national average. And in this money-wise survey that looked at the worst states for retirement in 2021, it noted that New York has the highest cancer rates in the entire nation. And not only that, but the studies also showed that the state pulled low marks in patient actual outcomes as well, a lot lower than the national average. And of course, the study went on to show that the housing in New York is going to be incredibly expensive and not far behind California, New York, and Illinois, were Oregon and Alaska as far as worst states to retire. Those seem to be, in all these different studies that I was reviewing, those five states seem to be the worst across the board. So those were the worst states. Now let's think of the best states for retirees in 2021. What are the best states to retire to, not only from a cost of living, moderate climate, low poverty rates, access to healthcare is awesome, and affordable, and low to below average taxes. Oh yeah, and if I was 65, I would want to go somewhere that was safe with very low crime rates. Now what was interesting is depending on what study you look at, they're going to rank the states differently. In fact, some studies actually rank some states by the percentage of the population that was 65 and older. So some studies had Hawaii in the top five because 16.1% 
of Hawaii's population is 65 and older. And of course, the weather probably doesn't get any better than Hawaii, but the cost of living in Hawaii tops the charts and in my eyes makes it just unreasonable and unfathomable for some people. So how can you put Hawaii in the top five if it's just not affordable for most people? I don't know. That's a good question. But certainly Kiplinger's has Hawaii as the number two best state to retire to. And I'm not so sure that I agree with Kiplinger's, but they point out that the sales tax, property tax in Hawaii is somewhat reasonable, below average. But one thing I'll point out is they have an estate tax in Hawaii that most states don't have. And housing prices in Hawaii are incredibly expensive. But the consensus, if there is any consensus in all of these studies, points out to a handful of the best states to retire to. Always on that list seems to be Florida. Roughly 20% of the population in Florida is 65 and older. That should tell you something. They don't have a state income tax. And with such a high percentage of the population, 65 and older, they have great access to health care and it's affordable. And I cannot mention Florida without mentioning Texas. Texas, again, has no state income tax, which a lot of people love. Just like Florida, Texas has great favorable weather. Depending on where you are in Florida, especially the cost of living is rather low. And of course, access to health care in Texas and most areas is quite good. With that being said, a lot of these studies pointed out states in the Northeast, for example, like New Hampshire, is Forbes.com's number one state in the country to retire to. New Hampshire. I wouldn't have thought that. And Delaware is even on that list as well in that same conversation. New Hampshire, and this stuck out to me, almost 19% of their population is 65 and older. That really surprised me. And also their poverty rate is very, very low at 7.3%. And New Hampshire seems to be a tax-friendly state. They don't impose a state income tax on retirement income. But I would think, just like Delaware, New Hampshire has the winners that are going against it. A lot of the snowbirds from the Northeast like to fly down and spend some time in Florida and enjoy themselves during the winters in, in Florida and Texas and places like Arizona, too. And that's another thing I'll point out. If you talk to any CPA, you can be a resident of a state if you spend six months and one day in that state. So if I live in Florida for six months and one day, I can be a Florida resident. And there are a lot of people in this country who are the snowbirds that are Florida residents, because let's say they spend seven months in Florida, and then the other five months or so up in the Northeast or Midwest or wherever they're from. And guess what? Florida has no state income tax. So let's kind of wrap up here with some of the other best states to retire to. Kiplinger's, and again, I'm not too wild about their study, but they have South Dakota as number one. South Dakota has no state income tax, as you might imagine. South Dakota, for as big as a state as it is, and I didn't know this until reading Kiplinger's article here, it has less than a million population. Kiplinger's is saying that South Dakota has 851,000 population. The cost of living is 4% below the national average, so the cost of living is reasonable there. Their population above 65 is higher than the national average. And Kiplinger's says that South Dakota is the most tax-friendly state for retirees. 
Now, I've never been to South Dakota. It seems like a wonderful place and probably very beautiful, but I don't think we can put the tax friendliness of a state as the number one factor that's going to determine the best state to retire to. I mean, I would think weather and low crime, low cost of living, all those things should be checking the boxes. And last time I checked, South Dakota winners are not the greatest. And South Dakota is a huge state. I would be shocked if the access to healthcare is for proximity to healthcare would be anything like Florida or a smaller state. But nonetheless, Kiplinger's has South Dakota on their number one on their list. And other honorable mentions, if you will, would be out west, Wyoming and Utah. Very reasonable cost of living, tax friendly. Those states seem to be very safe. So crime rates are low. Poverty rates are low. Colorado was certainly mentioned in many of these studies and Virginia and West Virginia because their tax friendliness, their accessibility to health care, and also the cost of living in all those places seems to be rather low or at least lower than the national average. That's what we're looking for here. Colorado was listed because their access to healthcare is great. And not surprisingly, Colorado has some of the healthiest seniors in the country. They have the lowest obesity rates in the country. And my last mention will be Arizona. I know a lot of people retire to Arizona. They have beautiful golf courses. It's really a beautiful state if you've ever driven through it. But when you look at Arizona's cost of living, cost of housing, taxes, all above the national average. But still, Arizona, in some of the studies, was still top 10, kind of near the 8, 9, or 10. So I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been interesting for you and helpful. If you're interested in looking at some of the states to retire to, maybe you want to spend a couple months in one of these states during the winters or something like that, like so many of our clients do at St. Louis Retirement Advisors. I have some clients that spend the winters in Florida or Texas. The summers, spring summers, maybe in Missouri or Illinois or Michigan, wherever it might be. But what's so interesting is I've never had someone that that we're working with of any of the clients that we work with say, you know what, Greg, I'm going to retire to New York or California. It's never happened. I've never heard someone say that. So it's kind of uh, just like these studies show us. California and New York and Illinois and New Mexico are some of the worst states to retire to. So cross those off the list first of all the 50 states, cross those four right off the list. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No 
strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC.